got nine minutes to maximize your travel and casino experience? Welcome to Zorkcast, powered by Travel Zork, helping you travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures. From airline miles and hotel points to living in the lap of luxury in a Las Vegas casino, you'll find all the knowledge you need to travel in style. Brought to you in nine minutes or less. Now, please welcome the host of Zorkcast, Michael Mason Traeger. Hello, this is Michael, and welcome back to Zorkcast. I titled the episode Vegas Needs More Characters because I was thinking a little bit about what seems to be missing today from Las Vegas. Or, I mean, perhaps not missing, but why Las Vegas has changed so much. And one of the reasons why I love to reminisce about history of Las Vegas and the Las Vegas Strip. Now, the word character is sort of interesting, and it ultimately comes from the Greek word character, which is a mark or distinctive quality. And then the word character passed through Latin and French before landing in English, which I thought was sort of interesting. And I was thinking about that distinctive quality. And when I say that Vegas needs more characters, I'm referring to guys like Bob Stupak. And boy, was he distinctive. So let's, let's look a little bit about, I don't know how much people know about Stupak and the whole story behind Vegas World and the stratosphere, but we'll take a, a little bit of time just to look at some of his marketing genius and, and how much things have really changed with regard to opening a casino in Las Vegas. Now, Stupak opened a casino prior to Vegas World, which I'm not going to focus on, but I've always been extremely fascinated by Vegas World. It just is one of the most bizarre casinos that you could ever visit or read about or learn about. I believe I was there one time in the late 1990s, and I wish I realized how special it really was. Didn't take a lot of pictures around then. But it was just a, a really interesting property with with a lot of different gimmicks to get gamblers to get gamblers in. And it's something that that would probably will probably never happen again because casinos are so corporate. But when Vegas World first opened, it was advertised as costing $7 million to build. In reality, it was rumored to only cost $3 million. The Gaming Control Commission required enough cash to open the resort. So Stupak had to sell his five-carat diamond ring. Focus on that for a minute. The guy had a five-carat diamond ring and his Rolls Royce. And hours after he opened, he raised the table limits to be even higher public maximum bets than Caesar's Palace at the time. And this is in 1979. So a max bet of $2,000 was pretty high. And what was sort of interesting back then, when, when the cage ran short of money, he was able to take loans from Benny and Jack Binion to help further finance the resort. I'm thinking that this is probably not something you could get away with these days in Las Vegas. Actually, I'm sure, I'm sure it is something that you can't. 
So he went very heavy on direct marketing and had these wonderful vacation packages that he offered that would bring people into Vegas world. And I'll post a, a copy of, of the offers, but they're really, they're really sort of nifty because you would pay a flat fee per person and then you would get a bunch of benefits, including casino play, free drinks at the resort, room for the weekend, and the benefits would far, it almost seemed too good to be true. And, and in some ways it was if you would actually take advantage of gaming the promotion. But as we know, a lot of people wind up not gaming the promotion and they're going to be there for two or three days and they wind up gambling with their own money, which was the whole idea behind the promotion. So he he wasn't taking a lot of risk because usually the number of people who can actually game a promotion like this are it's rather limited. And that's that's a very interesting thing to always look at with casinos is there always seems to be a lot of focus or seems to be too much focus on advantage players or people who are going to take care of extreme opportunities. And usually that's a very, very small percentage of people and focusing on trying to prevent those people from exploiting some outlier situations tends to cost you more money in the long run. Like For example, if you are constantly shuffling up at blackjack because you don't want to ever give players very much penetration so they can't count cards. Well, by continually shuffling the cards at blackjack, you're slowing down the game. If you slow down the game and deal less hands per hour, the casino is going to make less money. So on the one hand, you're trying to prevent some advantage players, but then on the other hand, you're actually preventing the casino from making the amount of money it should be earning per hour on a given game. The other thing that's so interesting about uh, Vegas World is that he had a bunch of of wacky you know games that he introduced which had not i don't believe had been introduced before like crapless craps double exposure 21 a really large money wheel things like that which had not been seen before and of course games like crapless craps you know always attract novice players because they seem too good to be true and of course they 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 are if you read up on the game and then he also had a standing offer that for a $10,000 minimum bet, you could play him in a heads-up poker game of your choice. I've never heard of anyone taking him up on that offer, but it it was a pretty interesting offer. And he did a lot of crazy things. I mean, this guy, Bob, was out there, you know, but But what's interesting is that by 1980, so that's about one year, he'd already brought in about $7 million. And he quickly reinvested that money to build another, you know, close to a 1,000 hotel rooms, I think like 900 hotel rooms, and then to increase the square footage of the casino substantially without buying uh, financing. So it's pretty interesting to look at his reinvestments. So he came up with this pretty nifty idea and then was immediately reinvesting and growing this this idea with the casino promotions and these and these great vacation packages and I thought that was that was pretty neat also the casino packages he would make a big deal with the casino packages of basically telling people that 
you know, he was looking to get new types of customers, not the regular high roller customers. And it was a very interesting story, a story only a character could tell, but it was very convincing and it was absolutely true. What was also sort of interesting from the way that he did the direct marketing offers was that he would also throw in, or at least this is rumored, I had read this somewhere, that he would give you postcards that, that were already, already had postage on them so that you could, and you were encouraged to send your friends these postcards, you know, about your vacation in Las Vegas. And I thought that was sort of a neat idea. And the fact that he put postage on the postcards was also smart because people love anything for free. But he, he had you deposit them in the lobby in a, in a special box, you know, for, for mailing. And what they would do before they mailed the postcards is they would collect all of the names of your friends off of the postcards and then send them the offer. So I'm going to read you uh, one of the later offers when he was starting to build uh, Stratosphere. And it's, it's pretty it's pretty nifty the way it goes. Good morning. My name is Bob Stupak, and I'm the owner of one of the biggest individually owned hotel casinos in the world. Yes, I do have 1200 in cash and casino action for you if you want it. Oh, by the way, I'll throw in a great hotel room for you and a companion for three days and two nights here in Las Vegas, the most exciting city in the world, and a lot more too. I'm going to cram this letter with benefits for you. What's the reason for for me being such a nice guy? Your name didn't come to us by accident. I paid some high-powered experts a lot of money for a list of people who'd like to have a visit with us. This is an elite list of people who are not standard Las Vegas high rollers. We've got plenty of those. What I'm after are folks who might visit us occasionally after having a pleasant experience here as our guests. Your name is on that very special list. And because I'm very much aware I'm hitting you cold with this concept, I'm also aware I'd better make this pot very, very sweet for you. And that's exactly what I've done. And he goes on to explain the offer and the free play and the cash that you'll get. Like the first, you have to pay $199 per person. So basically $398 for a couple. So you've got to give, you've got to pay money to get the vacation package, and then you get a bunch of perks back, which offset that cost. And he starts off with, first of all, you'll get 200 in cash. Yes, cash. Not markers or tokens or chips. Genuine U.S. currency. That's more than half the amount you put up. And believe me, we're just getting underway. Second, you'll get 200 in table action. That's $201 chips, each good for one play, win or lose, on all even money bets in the casino. Craps, blackjack, roulette. You could bet from one to as many chips as you like on that wager. And he goes on to continue that. And of course, obviously, a lot of people are thinking, wait, this is a extremely gameable. And I'm, I'm sure it was. It, well, absolutely. It was absolutely gamed by a couple of people. But it's it's neat to read about. And it's it's just such an interesting property to research, you know, things like spaceships and all kinds of interesting displays, just like no other casino that you would have ever, you know, visited in your life. And it was sort of built in different phases. So it it was really, really interesting that way. You know, they said in time, a giant astronaut was added to the hotel. The, the marquee was shaped like a rocket ship. Just lots of lots of crazy, lots of crazy stuff. And he was such a character. He he did lots of different 
different different things, different promotions, took on the union, which is also another interesting story, which I'd love to talk about sometime. So neat stuff. And and I think I sometimes, you know, I, I yearn for a little bit of this past of Las Vegas, these characters of Las Vegas. And for sure, he he was one of the biggest characters. In future episodes of Zorcast, I'd like to talk about the real king of Baccarat, Lyle Stewart, possibly do some more episodes about Stardust, and maybe talk about Circus Circus some more, and maybe come back and talk about some more stories about Vegas World. So I'd like to hear from you. I'd love to hear from anybody who visited Vegas World and took advantage of those vacation packages that were heavily advertised and just, you know, reminisce about, you know, what Vegas used to be like and possibly will there ever be a phase of Vegas like that again? Will there ever be these truly smaller independent properties that grow into something medium-sized or large? Sort of interesting to think about. Anyway, thank you for listening and until next time. You've reached the end of your stay with us on this episode, but we encourage you to visit our website for more resources at TravelZork.com and to continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at TravelZork and Facebook.com slash TravelZork. Travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures right here on ZorkCast. Until next time, good luck.